Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome back to You Only Live Twice. Inshallah, you guys have been doing well. It's been a couple of weeks that we've been off, alhamdulillah, but we are back and we are ready to rock and roll. Uh, it's Dr. Ray and Sister Just today, alhamdulillah. Uh, Dr. Marwa has some things to attend to, but bidnilah, next episode, the whole team is going to be back together, inshallah. But we have a lot to get into today. And so, just I'm not going to do too much of an introduction. Uh, I know you yourself, you were at ICNA this past weekend. And so, alhamdulillah, I feel like this topic today is like best suited for you, for you and your experience. And I have a lot that I want to say about it as well. Uh, I want to talk about how do we hold on to some of the spiritual gains that we take away from these kinds of religious conferences. You know, ICNA can be a very um, invigorating spiritually, mentally, emotionally, socially. It can be one of those experiences that you have with people where you leave kind of feeling like that, that spiritual, emotional high. How do we, in your best estimation, experiences, recommendations, how do we hold on to that? So, Alhamdulillah, I, I, I did attend ICNA this weekend, um, this past weekend. It mm -hmm. was amazing um, conference. Uh, I didn't get to get, get to go to every room or I even had to play security to go myself into a room <laughs> that was completely full. <laughs> you know, me and my, you know, hands. Let me, let me see how I could get into this room, you know? The hustle, yeah. Uh, of course, <laughs> spiritual gains is number one. And even, you know, we like revisiting and um listening to a lecture again to revisit mm -hmm. to understand again that knowledge you know yeah it's yeah. always to you know review when you want to have a test right so you want to review by going into these lectures even though you could go up there and give that lecture That's and you so know good. the background of the whole you know what the topic is about you still have to go and review right yeah oh yeah, yeah. i remember that oh i you know so and then I was with uh, an organization for the first time that I, I actually came to join. Um, it's an organization. It's really neat. I won't add because I'm not trying to promote. No, I know this is between us. But go for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Slum by Touch. And oh, Slum, yes. You know Slum by Touch, Brother yes. Nedder. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah, I actually, yeah, alhamdulillah. Yeah, I actually signed up and I'm with the team and I'm trying to help them, you know, really get those Braille Qurans to people who are in need and give dawah. And I joined basically full volunteer. It's a full volunteer organization. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for Sadaqah, you know, why not yeah, do it? And for yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah, the sake of Allah. You always want to do things, right? To gain deeds. Um, you know, the whole point is to catch how many deeds you could catch here and on right. on gen to get to Jannah, right? So I I went to some of the lectures, but I was posted at the at the table, Islam mm -hmm. by touch. And um the lectures that I did attend, they were of course, you know, I I am picky uh, due to the fact of my knowledge and my background and learning so much about Alhamdulillah. You could never learn so much, but learning. Uh, knowledge is, you know, in Islam is really pushed. So I mm -hmm. went to some um, lectures to regain and mm -hmm. revisit and review a certain knowledge. Uh, and then for our Aikida to get stronger, our Iman to get, you know, yes. up there. Uh, that's the point, right? Our Aikida to get there. It know, sounds like you went with a plan. Yes, I did. And I didn't go alone because I'm always trying to 
bring people for the khair and to make sure that other people could also benefit and have spiritual gains. So that's always my idea. You know, no one's perfect. You know, you're you're here on this earth because mm -hmm. you're trying to readjust yourself and grow and 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 your iman to get stronger. You know, you might get hit and go down and then you keep getting getting up, you know. So I, I talk of experience in my own voice and, you know. So Alhamdulillah, Ikna was very great, very great experience for me. And every time I couldn't wait, to be honest with you, after two years of not going to conferences and conventions, yeah, yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, I was like a child going to Six Flags. <laughs> like, hey, what lecture am I going to? It's like, what ride am I going to go to now? Alhamdulillah. And go, go back to the food court. Let me go back to the table and let me see how I could hustle people, inshallah, to give some donations, you know? And, you know, touch everyone and make everyone understand that about the people that are disabled. And I'm not, you know, we, we really, we don't take advantage of the fact that we're very able to read Quran, yeah. to listen, to read books, to, to gain more knowledge of Islam. Because something that we'll, no one will ever take is us memorizing Quran or understanding knowledge of our Sahab, the Sahabas and, and Hadiths or Duas to memorize. SubhanAllah, we have, uh, you know, disabled people in, in our community and people who, people that give dawah to other people that are disabled that are completely blind and they, they, they take the Shahada. Yes, but here's my question. Yes, I want you, I want to pull you back. The question is, Ikna is over, right? It's over. The weekend is gone. People are home now, right? How do they hold on to? How do you hold on to? You know, the spiritual revitalization that you experienced being there. Three days from now, a week from now, a month from now, how do you keep that fire burning within yourself? So on my personal experience, I I honestly, alhamdulillah, at times, um, I try, I really try to follow the sunnah of uh, fasting Monday and Thursdays. I was really strong on that. Fasting is something that will keep you going, to be honest with you, will keep you with your nefs. And you are self-control of yourself and very self-aware of everything. Yes. So Alhamdulillah, I would say for me personally, something that I've always tried to do uh, after conventions or after Ramadan or, you know, anytime that it's time to fast the three days of... Um, uh, the middle of the month? Are you talking yeah, about the middle right? of the month, the 14, 15, yeah. 16. Yeah. Um, you know, just fast those days as well and sometimes it ends up to be a Thursday and a Monday or mm -hmm. on a Monday and alhamdulillah you get double rewarded on those days so that's something personally that I do I would say and then second um there's little things that I try to remind myself but those are common things you know put water on plants uh try to pick up garbage you know try to keep you know little things right I'm you know, as women, we're cleaners, right? So you want to keep your apartment clean because your iman, that will show your iman. If your yeah. house is clean, then your iman is also clean and, and trying to be spiritual gaining. Um, so those are the kind of things, you know, that people, those are little things that, you know, our prophet, um, you know, has taught us 
to be. Be self-aware. If we could always self-check ourselves and self-aware after a convention, after a conference, after Ramadan, after fasting an extra day or two, or you know, on the Sunnah days, yeah. do hijama. You know, go get hijama done, wet cupping. Um, try to, I would say, try to follow Sunnah steps. Yeah. And I think that's something conferences and conventions should do at the end of something, like give a tip or. Hey, I'm asking for too much, right? <laughs> I know. No, that's good. No, no. Alhamdulillah. I think every convention should end on a note of like, what would you do? What would you change after this convention? You know, yes. that's the question, right? Yes. What would you change or try to regain after this convention? Yes. It was all about family and trying to reconnect um, for yeah. Ikna and about justice. Because Ikna was about justice and social mm -hmm. justice of what was happening around the world and the wars. Even the poems were about that as well. And the jihads that we go through in life, so the struggles that we go through as well, just so in case people don't know what jihad means or means struggles. Um, so for me, I always think uh, conventions and conferences could get better, but mm. that's only in a perfect world. There's some letting them do surveys probably of people like me that would want to give our opinion. Yeah. Look, I want to point out, I want to point to two particular things that you said. Right. You you didn't use the words exactly. Some of them you did. You talked about mindfulness. Right. Which which is very close to a word I wrote while you were talking. The first the, the first thing that I took away from what you said, which is very important, was action. Right. Like after these conferences, you have to take what you've learned and then start to put it into action. Practice. Right. And that you're going to find that. Throughout Islam, you're going to find this in the Sunnah. Obviously, you're going to find this in the Quran, where even Allah is a when he says, Yeah, all you who believe, Allah, you'll find in the Quran that Allah often will say, Oh, you who believe, do this thing. He attaches our belief with our action. If you believe, do this thing. Right. Or he says, stay away from this thing or don't do this thing. If you believe, stay away from this, stay away from that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Instead, do this. This is what Allah loves. Allah, even in the Quran, if you pay enough attention, is attaching our hearts to our actions. And so I'm so glad that you said that and that you led with that. Right, that you that you leave these conferences and you fast. Right? Alhamdulillah. This is mashallah. May Allah reward you and, and make it easier for all of us to kind of take up these things to take it away. And, and then the other thing that you mentioned, uh, you talked about mindfulness. And I wrote, I'll tell you what I wrote, because you're on the same page. You wrote, I, I wrote intentionality. Yes. I wrote intentionality because you sound like you are a woman on a mission. Right. Yes. You went there when you had a plan. Yeah, you were executing. It's not like you just. Show. I'm gonna keep it real. Uh, the times I've gone to Ikna, I don't have a plan. I just kind of show up. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm here. What's going on? I, I'm gonna be real. I'm sorry, everybody. So, I think brothers are like that. I think brothers really honest. I'm for. I'm sorry to put it out there, right? 
brothers just go like with the flow, right? Brothers go we like, hear, hey, let me see what's going about. What's going? <laughs> Sisters, on the other hand, mothers, you know, wives are like, what can I get out of this? Why am I going there? No, I think the same way. I I do want to <laughs> get something out of it. It's just a little bit more. It's haphazard. There's benefit everywhere. So no matter what I do or where I go, I'm going to find benefit. So I just kind of like, and and usually I, I, I honestly only go to Ikna, uh because I have something to do. Like I don't go just to go and like listen to lectures and stuff. Uh, I usually go because I'm working on something or there's someone I'm chasing down or something. Like <laughs> there's a mission. So you do go with a mission. What are you talking about? The no, but it's, it's. <laughs> Yes, but it is not like so. One year, one year I went, and it was I was chasing Yasser Birjas for uh, the sheikh for um, a spot. Okay. On on our documentary, he agreed to do it, and I just I was so embarrassed to go to his masjid and have him film it. I stayed a week in Texas just to meet with him, and we just didn't make it work. So I knew he was going to be there. So I went there and I chased him from lecture to lecture to lecture with my camera set up. <laughs> Every time he walked out the room, I had the camera ready. Like, you ready? He's like, no, I'm sorry, I'm late. So I just go to the next room and put it <laughs> until I got him. And so look, here, here's what I'm saying. I know even for myself, you know, I, I like to say that going to as much school as I went to. Yeah. It's very hard to sit and like listen to someone lecture. You know what I mean? Because it just feels like I'm back in school again and I'm just tired, right? <laughs> so it's hard. You'll find me more like pacing around. I got to move while the person's talking or something. So I don't go with a lot. I'll be honest. I don't go with a lot of intentionality. And I honestly, I don't leave with a whole lot of intentionality. Like, oh, it was nice. You know, usually it's, I got someone, Omar Suleiman gave me the clip that I needed or somebody I was trying to meet with. Or, you know what I mean? It's that, yeah. that kind of, I, I remember trying to meet with the brother from the Slam by Touch. And that was like, I go with like work stuff in mind. And so I don't actually go with spiritual stuff in mind, just to be honest. And so listening to you, Alhamdulillah, is very refreshing um, because I don't even double dip. I don't even say I'm going to go to work and I'm going to go to benefit. I just say I'm going to go to work. And so I'm glad, you know, for all of the things, alhamdulillah, that, that you said. And and I want to point out something else that you said, right? I like talking to you. You mentioned, you mentioned this word, and I'm trying not to be like the super religious guy. But this is a religious podcast. Yes. And so we should be able to talk about these things. Yes. You said something that I I can tell you. I haven't been Muslim a long time, but I've never heard anyone say what you said. I'm doing this for dramatic effect for all the listeners. You said that you were going to strengthen your aqidah, right? For me, I don't know if it's like that for anybody else, but that's very foreign. That's very what? Foreign. Foreign. I never, I never, Akhida, Akhida, and maybe this is just my circle. Akhida is never brought up in a positive way. Yes. Right? Akhida, Akhida is never brought up in a positive way, let alone, let alone someone saying they want to strengthen theirs. 
right? Aqidah is like a curse word in Islam, right? Oh, Ak, you need to strengthen your Aqidah. What does that mean? That means, oh, you're astray, you're off, you're all of those things that we mean. When we say that, we never mean it in a positive way. Always, always, always seen in always a very in a negative way. Yeah. But people don't understand that we struggle, right? Aren't we imperfect? Aren't we sinners? So but that's the ultimate slide. You understand what I mean? Like people right. really see it in a negative connotation. And you honestly, you should be vulnerable. Islam isn't for perfect people, right? And like Strong you said, right? Religious people are going to be <gasps> judgmental, right? Oh my God, look what, no. no. I'll say how it is. No one is perfect. We all have struggles. And we always should strengthen our Akida. And we yep. should always have our man. Whether we fall and trip, you get up and Mashallah. keep it moving. MashaAllah. I'm, I'm so happy that when you said that, I wrote it immediately. I was like, SubhanAllah, I've never heard someone say that they wanted to build their Akida. Never. Never. That's our foundation, isn't it? And, SubhanAllah. But, but, but we can't, but we can we we can never acknowledge that there's anything to be built because it needs to be a finished product. Yeah, exactly. It Everyone thinks be, it's made out of that's it, it's stone. And and it's a real shame because it's become a blameworthy thing. It's like inshallah. Can I tell you a story? Yeah, inshallah. <laughs> Go ahead. My my wife's nephew, right? You know, they're little boys when we first got married. They were very young, you know, four or five years old. And so he asked for something maybe for Eid. He wanted a toy. He saw the commercial. He asked for the toy for Eid. Now, his parents had every intention of buying it for him, right? And so, you know, he says, oh, you know, blah, 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 what's this thing? And they say back to him, inshallah, inshallah, he starts to cry, right? He starts to cry. Why are you crying? You know, why are you crying? <laughs> he said, you said inshallah. That means you're not going to get it. Oh, my God. Subhanallah. <laughs> <laughs> the poor kid's traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> Subhanallah. You see when, man, even our kids sometimes, and you say, inshallah, and you don't do it, you break their heart. You break they, their they promises. They pick up. We, we use these words that are beautiful words. Yeah. You know, apida. You know, how we go about believing in Allah, inshallah, recognizing that Allah is the one who wills a thing or not yes. before we will anything. Though these are beautiful things, you know, that have taken on like a bad meaning, you know. And, and so may Allah bless us to get back to, you know, giving uh, the meanings of the way that we glorify Allah and are mindful of Allah. Inshallah. You know, in the best, we return to it meaning the best things and having the best connotations. Um, so, you know, I, I just I admire you saying that and I appreciate you because I can tell you. Um, if I saw Aqida on a program, I don't even know that I would go. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not not right. because I think my Aqida is complete. But like, I would just automatically see that and think it doesn't concern me. You know what I'm saying? And that says a lot. That says a lot about even myself. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, a lot of times we tell stories about other people, but I can't tell you that I would have, I would have been there on the same mission as you. And so I'm, I'm so glad um, that you mentioned that, but I want to get back to 
this idea of intentionality. Like you have to intentionally do things to hold on to what you gained spiritually while you were at these programs. And that intentionality needs to be manifested in action, just like you said. Yes. Right. When I leave, I have to be intentional. When I leave, I'm going to make sure I fast more. When I leave, I'm going to make sure that I speak to people in a better way. When I leave, I'm going to make sure I read Quran more. When I leave, I'm going to make sure I'm more generous to my children. When I leave, I'm going to volunteer two hours every weekend for the masjid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are the little things that you could do just to like, you know, gain those good deeds, right? Just, it's all about what you live twice, right? You live yeah, here and yeah. you live in the in, in, in the afterlife. So how what are we gonna have to show for our afterlife? That's right. That's absolutely so right. If you only live twice, what are we doing for our, our second That's life? That's right. We we only get this one chance to get the next life right. Subhanallah. Yes. Right. We only get this one chance to get the next life right. So I look, I want to transition. I want to bring up, you know, I want to use this to dovetail very well into another point, right? Which is now we're talking about living intentionally, being more mindful, and manifesting that in action. So here's what I want to bring up, right? As Muslims, sometimes we get too focused on the physical, right? So because we're talking about our, our intentions have to be manifested to hold on to what we gain spiritually from the conference. But the other side of that is the balance where we can't focus so much on the physical that we forget the spiritual, right? Um, and the example that I, that I thought of when I, when I constructed this issue is as Muslims, we fast, we pray, we read Quran, we go to Jumu'ah, we do all of those things, right? But at the end of all of that, we don't feel emotionally connected to Allah the way that we should. Yes. What'd you say? Or fulfilling either. Yes. And so this is the other side. I feel like we're starting in one direction and now we're kind of working backwards up the same trail, which is nurturing yourself spiritually. Right? What, What are your thoughts? on how we take care of ourselves like spiritually and emotionally in order to connect to Allah So something I have to start with is there's a verse in the Quran, Bismillah, says surely Allah does not change the conditions in which a people are in until they change that which is in themselves. Right? SubhanAllah, that verse right there tells us that we need to start inside, right? Correct. Not physically, but inside. And what's inside? Our emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Besides our spiritual, our emotions connected with our spirituality. That's right. And a lot of people don't understand that. Correct. They don't understand that they correlate together. That our emotional state correlates our spirituality and how we grow. Absolutely. So even if the Quran in that verse, it tells us it's inside, that's that's basically working backwards, right? From yeah. inside out. Yeah. Our Which appearance. we don't pay enough attention to. We yeah. don't, we're not, again, back to this, this word of being mindful and intentionality, right? Uh, we're busy living. Yes. 
right? That's that's my experience. We're busy living. And because we're busy living, you're very busy doing. And you're not busy feeling, you're not busy thinking, you're not busy reflecting. Or you ignore those feelings. Yeah, correct. And because that's it, one of the biggest things. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and we need to learn how to live in that world because that is also, I mean, what is Allah Azza wa Jal? You know, these these ayat, wajilat kulubuhum, their hearts tremble. Yes. Right? What is Allah, what is Allah saying? That that we need to be emotionally connected to Allah's ayat that when they when Allah's verses remind us of him, our hearts tremble. Shashaykh. Subhanallah. Yeah. yeah. And so that's and, something I would say it's it's a big um disconnect. Yeah. In our community and within and that's something, you know, it comes with emotional intelligence. A yeah. lot of people, and subhanAllah, we don't have uh, Dr. Marwa, but she has a book that talks about emotional intelligence and, and our religion, right? In Islam. A lot of people think there's a disconnect between emotional intelligence and our deen. Yeah. And not knowing it's completely tied together. Which is why I think we struggle as much as we do. Because we believe in Allah. This was one of the topics I batted it around. Maybe maybe in our future episodes. We believe in Allah, but we don't trust Allah. Yeah, subhanAllah. You know, yes. we, we believe in Allah, but we don't trust Allah. And, you know, we're going to discuss it a little bit today, but in a different vein. But a lot of that comes from not having that emotional, you know, think about the people in your life that you trust. Yeah. Right? Why do you trust them? Because you have that emotional connection with them. You yes. have so much love and all of those things and goodwill toward them that you really, you trust yourself to be vulnerable with them. Yeah. And, and with us as Muslims, you know, we're not always, we, you know, we try to be mindful of Allah. Allah is very much a part of the actions that we do throughout the day, alhamdulillah. But like you said, I love to come back to the words that you mentioned. Because we're not living with this, like that awareness, right? It doesn't always sink down to an emotional level. Yeah. Right? It 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 stays so close to the surface. Yeah, superficial. It, yes. I, I prayed, I checked off my asr, I checked off my isha, I checked off my fajr. I've done I did my, my five or four pillars. Yes. I'm good. Alhamdulillah. Which there, you know, I'm not saying this to blame anybody. No, it's I'm not, not saying this to blame anybody. But I wanna I like to give the example of this woman. The woman asked me, you know, I went on Hajj and when I came back, you know, I was on a spiritual high and then I got busy with work and my children and my husband and just the house and all those things and I lost it. And she said, what can I do to get it back? You know, what can I do to get back there? And I'm like, well, you got all this stuff going on. I'm in my mind, I'm thinking this. I'm not going to, what can I tell you to add on to all of that? Like, that's a lot. Yeah, that, you know? yeah you'll be giving yourself a burden. Yeah. And so, but in my mind, I thought to myself, and this really to me speaks to the heart of what I'm saying. So I said to her, how much of these things you take care of your household, you take care of your children, you work, you take care of your husband. How much of this do you do? Feasibility? And she I... looked at me strange. Yes. Right? Like, that's my husband. Why would I do a feasibility? He's my husband. You know, that's my duty. I take care of him. That's your... Subhanallah. Intentions. These are my children. Who's going to take care of them if I don't? Of course, you know, I take care of them. 
Why? And there's so much, we're so busy living that we forget to get to, to get every last inch of like Allah's reward and his pleasure and his nearness out of these things that we do every day. So subhanAllah, you know, just before I lose, I have two two little things there mm -hmm. that I want to add to that. I, I think there's two things, right? The first thing is women, subhanAllah, sisters and nisa, forget our job, right? As women in Islam, right? That everything you do in your house, working, not working, you're a housewife, you're, you're a mother. Mm -hmm. Everything you do is for fisbillah. And yeah. it's ibadah. Yeah. You feed your husband, it's ibadah, it's worship. Yeah. And women yeah. don't understand, our sisters in, 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 in the masjids don't understand that you cooking for your family, it's ibadah. It's not your duty. If you change that mentality of, oh, it's my duty, I have to go wash the dishes, I have to go cook, where are your intentions, sis? Can so I fight with you about this? Can I fight with you about this? I don't want to fight with you. I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I'm just being dramatic. I'm just being dramatic. I'm just being dramatic. No, no, no. You know what it is? It's what not. Is it? it is the sisters. Yes, the sisters are making this mental. They're overlooking it mentally. Yes. The brothers do the same thing, right? We do the same thing, right? But you know what it is? Is because I think that, like, just culturally, uh, yes. the emphasis is on these duties. Yes. The the. For instance, I talked to someone. I'm not going to mention the culture, but they push hijab, 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 right? And you would think as much as they're pushing hijab, it would be about nearness to Allah, but it's not. Hijab is being pushed culturally because we don't want the people in the neighborhood to think you're a loose woman. You're going to bring shame on us. What if you go outside and the people see you and you're not wearing a hijab? They're going to think what kind of family. They're going to think what kind of family does she come from? Not, not sit my daughter on my lap when she's seven, eight, nine years old and talk to her about Allah and her Lord and the nearness to Allah and the importance of covering yourself and protecting yourself from, you know, the gaze of men and the dangers of the world and First and foremost, even just the obedience to Allah's command. Yes. We, we don't even come close to that. And so, and when you talk about getting married, you talk about a wife in a home taking care of a husband and the children. I, as a man, I don't, the men don't talk to the women about doing any of that. I want to marry you. I'm going to have a sit down with you. We're going to talk for eight, nine months, a year and a half. We're going to talk all this time. And I'm going to talk to you about cooking dinner. And I'm never going to bring up to you cooking dinner for the pleasure of Allah. And so it's not it's not just the women that are overlooking this. No one is no one's even bringing it up to the women. That is that's that's you you get what I'm saying. <laughs> and there's a disconnect, honestly, between the cultural and and you know what, Subhanallah, this is the reason why we have this podcast. That's right. To touch things that we do not touch at the masjids, that the masjids do not want to talk about or don't want to reiterate or remember, or they want to just talk about a topic because the sheikh is having sisters and brothers coming into the, 
into into their <laughs> meetings and they're talking about something the chef said you know what this joma we're talking about this you know because yes. everyone's coming about this problem no yep. they don't they hyper focus on the problems they were having or they've been seeing during that month and i mm -hmm. get it they're trying to touch the community but they're not being wholesome yes we we need to have more dialogue and come at it so you know one thing that i'll say to people the more methods in which you are exposed to something the more likely you are to internalize it, yes. right? So if I sat in class and I listened to your lecture and I read in the textbook the night before and I took notes and I reviewed the notes, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I did an exercise, right? That those like media are the different ways I'm really going to internalize them. Yeah. And you find the same thing even better in the Quran. Allah doesn't say you have no other God but me. He doesn't say that once. Yes. Subhanallah. He says it over and over and over again and in so many different ways and gives you so many different examples. And, it, you know, Allah, alhamdulillah, in his wisdom, he exposes us in so many different scenarios to his oneness, to the fact that he exists and he exists alone. That, you know, when we talk about these issues, we need to be exposed to it in the lectures, in the Jumu'ah, in the women's group, in the brothers' group. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to be exposed to these things in so many different ways, and especially the importance of attaching yourself emotionally to Allah Azza wa You know, this is, and, and I'll say this in inshallah, we, we, I know we, we got to change topics, but, you know, I have been recently given this example. Uh, one of the brothers, alhamdulillah, from, from my community where I accepted Islam, he's a former student at the University of Medina. And he we had a conversation about taqwa once. And um, he talked about some of the ulama, they've explained, you know, the difference between uh, taqwa and khawf, you know, is Khawf is fear, but it's 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 like fear, like I'm afraid of something. You know, I'll, I'll try to tell people, like if a dog got loose in the masjid and was chasing people, that's khawf. That's you know? yeah, fear. It's the best example of it. Taqwa, you know, the brother, alhamdulillah, he gave me this great example. He said, taqwa is the fear that is closest to love. Right? It's fear that's closest to love. And I always tell people from that, you know, just imagine how afraid you would be for someone you love to find out something terrible about you, that you would be ashamed of, that you would be hurt for them to know, will you let them down in some kind of way when they really needed you? You know, that's that's fear. That That's a different kind of fear. And that fear is connected to that love, that you don't want to hurt them or let them down or disappoint them in any kind of way. And so in order for us... From this perspective, in order for us to really have taqwa, we got to build that love. And in order to build that love, you got to have an emotional presence. That connection. Yes, you got to have an emotional presence. And, and, and I say to people, how do you love someone? And I, I, you know, when I do the lectures and stuff, I say, how many people in here love me? No one really does. You know, a lot of you don't know me to love me, right? And, and I said, but what if I spent a year with you, right? And we were together almost every day. You would come to love me. 
because of the time that we spent and the experiences that we had and you would get to know about my life and I would get to know about yours. And even if, even if we just didn't get along, eventually two people who hate each other, you put them together for long enough. Inshallah. <laughs> right. Excluding the some of our inshallah? married couples. No. <laughs> yes. Excluding some of our married couples. Right. But you put them together long enough. They will. Now in two people that hate each other, even in the marriage, they, they, even though they have an intense frustration with each other, a lot of that is also built in love. Yeah. SubhanAllah. You're right. I'm only so mad at you because I love you so much. Right. And so, you know, in this instance, I say to the people and, you know, of course, you know, I'm always so grateful for the things that you mentioned is like, we really got to spend more time with Allah. Yes. We don't with spend enough time with Allah. Correct. We don't, we don't, we don't take enough alone time with Allah, right? And and all of us will benefit more from it. You know, even the person who gives all of their time to Allah could benefit from another second, another ten seconds. So, okay. So I want to go. I want to transition to our last topic for today, inshallah. Right, which I feel like again, you know, they are they are interconnected, and. It's the idea, again, that we believe in Allah, right? We do believe in Allah. Most of us, as Muslims, we believe in Allah, right? And I say that because I do meet Muslims who don't believe in Allah, unfortunately, right? They have very serious doubts, so they just don't believe altogether, right? They're on their own spiritual struggle. But we believe in Allah, but when it comes to the things in this worldly life that we want so bad and we're, with a very strong desperation, we sidestep Allah, right? We sidestep Allah. You know, I want this career. I want this woman. I want this man. I want whatever I want. I want it so bad and I'm so afraid of losing it that I don't have time for Allah to work it out for me. Yeah. And so I go to take the situation in my own hands, right? Which a lot of times I've made things worse by doing that, right? What are your thoughts about this scenario, this issue that I'm presenting to you? So that being said, sometimes our nefs gets in our way. Correct. So when because our nefs gets in our way, we end up struggling. And we, yeah. like you said, we sidestep a lot, right? We go, oh, no, no, no. But we wanted that. Yes. But we want this. Yep. But we don't understand. Yep. Like I said, it goes back to your emotional state. And it, it becomes identifying your feelings. Mm -hmm. Right? Identifying your feelings towards a lot towards yourself. Mm -hmm. Is that love? Is it care? Is it, you know, identify? Is that anger? Is it sadness? Is it mm -hmm. coming from a place that you're not, understanding the divine plan of Allah. <laughs> I got to give it to you, right? Do you, do you not understand the divine plan of Allah? SubhanAllah. Do you not have tawakkul? It's hard. When our hearts get involved, it's hard. That, yeah. That's the thing sometimes that we don't prepare for, is that we have, we, I have tawakkul all the time, except for when I'm desperate. But that's yeah. when I need it. Yeah. That's and that's, you know what? That will be our jihad. Yes. And that's where we don't identify that we're going through a struggle. 
We're going yep. through a trial. We're going to through a tribulation that's going to make us gain something. Yeah. And we get, like I said, our nefs gets in the way. I, yep. I'm guilty of it, right? Who am I? Or who am I not to say this? I am guilty of it, right? My nefs will get in the way, and maybe I will come out, and I am my Hispanic culture comes out, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it is right. <laughs> Wherever you come from, wherever you grew up, wherever, you know, your nefs will come out. Right. And sometimes you need to tame that, right? Yep. And yep. that's where you have to realize and recognize, all right, all right, let's 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 back up a little here. I'm going through this right now, struggle. You might cry it out the night before, mm -hmm. but the morning you're like, okay, what am I getting out of this trial? True. What am I, what True. is Allah trying to show me? And and make me understand what is and I am subhanallah Bottom. one of those subhanallah Allah has gave me and like gave me this like I don't know what it is but I just tend to have these like these feelings sometimes and these gut feelings and these urges and it's just like Allah please do not give me that gut feeling <laughs> and women subhanallah Allah has made us sensitive right us women yeah. <laughs> Go on. I'll let you continue. Just because you're a brother. <laughs> stay over there. I'll let you continue. Go on. Some brothers do have sensitivity also. Um, <laughs> so, you know, us women have the gut feelings. You know, we get that gut feeling. Oh, Allah, or my child. You know, I'm feeling yeah, something yeah. towards my child. Mm -hmm. And I start making dua for that. You know, mm -hmm. I start making dua. So you have to realize, come back to yourself. Come yep. back to yourself and reconnect yep. with Allah. Yep. What is it? What What is it? As much as you're fighting and you're having this anger and this rage and something, subhanAllah, and ikna, I'm going to go back to convention. This is the reason why you go to conferences and convention. Besides, the brother over there says he had a mission. <laughs> he got a mission over there for work. I got mission Oops. and trying to strengthen myself. It, the brother said, if you have a struggle or you're going through something what is the best thing to do when you're angry when you're mad or you're not getting what you want he goes go beat up a, a go box go mm. run mm. go to the gym get the energy out get that energy that you're having emotionally and just get it out in a positive way alhamdulillah subhanallah <laughs> we have so many different kind of outlets and Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Like, I love Islam. There is, and I'm coming from a background from, from different religions, different backgrounds, and I am completely in logic. Did I take my shahada and convince Islam is perfect? Alhamdulillah. And I'm not being biased. I'm really, because of my struggles and, and things that I've gone in life, you know, I really could say it gives you the answer for a lot of things. That's and if right. you combine that, with your spirituality gains and your struggles and your tribulations and your trials that you're going to be going through, you're going to strengthen yourself. And you yeah. might go from level 60 to 99 <laughs> and you might fall again to 50 and you go back to 100, right? SubhanAllah, right? True. There's seven levels of Jannah and in each level, there's 99 more levels, right? Who am I not to say, Allahu Alam, what level would I be? That's or what brother <clears throat> or sister was making dua and, and asked for my name as a friend? May Allah give us all fair dose. Amin ya Amin ya Can I give you an example? Can I give Go you ahead. an example, though? Right? Of what I mean? And then we'll stop. I know we have to stop in a second. <laughs> yeah, a few more minutes we got. <laughs> so, to me, the most, the easiest example to relate to is 
the number of people who don't make Issachara when they want to get married. SubhanAllah. Right? And and it's not that they forget. It's not It's not just that, you know, I'm a person that as a Muslim, Issachara is not just kind of like part of my just spiritual lived experience. For some Muslims, that can be the case, right? Like some people just aren't that in tune or aware of it or so on. But some of us are avoiding Issachara. Like I'm not going to make Issachara because I'm afraid that I'm going to get a bad sign or a bad outcome or something like that. And so I don't, I don't make it intentionally because I'm afraid that Allah, and this I'm repeating what people have said to me, I'm afraid that Allah is going to take it away from me. And so I don't make a sakhara. And, and I always try to point out to them the paradox, right? The dua of Issachara is, if it's not good for me, take it from me. So if you're afraid that Allah is going to take it, this is where our emotionality gets the best of us and makes us do these irrational things. That may, It makes rational sense to us in the, in the sense that we got to hold on to what we want, so let's not make it sahara. But it makes it's it's irrational in the sense that you're trying to hold on to something that your dua would tell you is bad for you. If Allah is taking it, it's because you've said to Allah, take it if it's bad. And so Allah is taking it, you should be saying to yourself, that must mean it's bad. Right? And so even though I love it, I got to let it go because I should be afraid of whatever bad is in it that I don't see. People a lot struggle with not confusion, I would say with conviction. Yeah. I That's think great. people That's now great. these days struggle with conviction because yeah. they think also the opposite way. Is there something better out there? Is there something, wait, no, no, no. I'm not going to take those steps yet because they might be something better out there for me. Even mm. though you've invested mm. time mm. on a business, on a person, on your family, on yep. your kids, you still don't have conviction. Uh, and you know what? SubhanAllah, if we are Muslims, we are believers, we are nowhere to be near doubt. Yeah. We are always to be affirmative. Yeah. We are always to take a step forward and make that stakhara and move forward. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants it for us, we will have it and it will continue. If Allah doesn't want it to have it, we will get something better. So That's we better. then doubt. And like you said, we sidestep Allah. Yeah. We said with our nafs, okay, you know what? I'm not going to go forward, yeah. right? I'm not going to move forward. I'm going to wait here and see and stay on this pause moment and, and, and let me live it out and let me figure things out and don't move forward. So we get stuck not only with our own nafs, but spiritually. Masha. And we don't grow because yeah. we do not have tawakkul. That's right. You might say by word that you're having tawakkul, but you're not doing it. Right? My sister, brother, you're not having tawakkul. You're yeah. not moving forward. Why do you say that which you do not do? This is what Allah says. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. The Quran, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. And it may Allah yeah. make it easy for us. I mean, you know, I, 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 I think that the one thing, and then I, I know we got we to gotta sign off, but I think the one thing to understand is that we're not raising these issues to make the Muslims blameworthy people, but rather to point out like how much emotionality 
is involved yeah. in what we do and don't do. Our strength in that. Yes, and how and how much we actually need to pay more attention emotionally to what's going on so that we can make the changes we want to make in our lives. Right? Like we 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 are we are really driven a lot by our fears, our wants, our desires and because we're so unaware of them and how much they influence what we're doing, we're just kind of almost like robots. Yeah. Going through we're not we're not directing our lives at least as much as we could. We don't want to get out of our comfort zone. Correct. 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 I agree. I agree. So I know we got to go. It's been real. <laughs> something I want to leave in please, um, to just please. leave something behind here. And for all the viewers please. is, you know, if we struggle with that, it starts with ourselves. Right. And one big thing that we need to do is affirmations. Yeah. You know? If we make those affirmations, I know out there people believe in affirmations, but they do not believe in Islam. They do not believe mm -hmm. in the wonders of Allah. Yeah. And the oneness of Allah tells us, like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be because it's his divine plan. That's right. Right. And then the next one is have been uniquely designed for a purpose. Yeah. Right. Our third one is my thoughts and opinions are valuable. MashaAllah. SubhanAllah. I focus on what I can control and leave the rest with Allah. Right? Because sometimes we're next to get involved, right? We got to take that forward step and say, you know what, Allah, take it. I'm convinced I'm going to take this step and keep it moving, right? Yep. And the next one of our affirmations, five positive affirmations that I really, truly believe and hold a lot is the more I understand myself, the more I understand his greatness and oneness. Yes. So the more we start understanding our emotional state and what are we feeling and having affirmations that we want to move forward in a positive way for the ahira, for our mm -hmm. life, our afterlife, the more that we will grow and our iman will grow. Correct. I agree. So I'm, I agree. I'm, these are, you know, these are just My small soul. little steps that we could always provide for ourselves. And, you know, brother, sister, whoever's out there watching, if you feel like down sometimes uh sad angry or mad go do something positive go yeah. go run go hit a wall yeah. <laughs> i mean not a wall but yeah. hit something right a pillow I, I let me like get that frustration out in a positive way right yeah. and and then realize i will leave this to allah because i can't handle it allah. i can't handle it and who can solve it who can solve it better than allah who our creator I, I wanna I wanna add to what you're saying. Correct yourself. It's not because I think that you mentioned something again. You're alhamdulillah, mashallah, you're always saying something good. Do something positive. Whenever something terrible happens to me, I try to do positive things right away because I always worry that the bad thing is happening to me because Allah might be displeased with me about something. Subhanallah. Or um, Allah might be trying to remind me of him because I'm drifting. Yes. Right. And this, these are like kind of like warning shots. They're like little wake up calls from yeah, Allah. It is. You know, and, and so I always try to remind people like, you know, I, me and my wife will be having a hard time with each other and something bad will happen. And then I'll race to go like make up with her or accept her apology or give her an apology or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I make more sooner silhouette during the day. I, I determine within myself I want to fast tomorrow or, or something. Like we try to do, 
trying to do something, make what you're going to, to regain yourself. Correct. Yes. Right. Let me, let me allow you're trying to show me something. Let me do whatever I can to get nearer to you so that you can help me through the situation that I'm in. Yeah. Don't just get lost in your feelings about the situation. Don't get, you know, you spend the whole day thinking about the fact that you got passed up for a promotion at your job, as opposed to taking that back to Allah. Allah, what can I, what can I take away from what has just happened to me? And, and those feelings are valid. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. Let's just make that. Let's not say it is. those right. those feelings and emotions is they're not invalid. Very they're real. valid to feel things like that. But take it. But, take it to Allah. Yes. Take it back to Allah. Allah, I'm your slave. I make dua to Allah a lot of times, and I tell Allah, Allah, He says, I'm as my slave thinks of me. And so a lot of times I'll find myself making dua to Allah. Allah, you know how much I'm worried about this. You know how much I'm fearing, fearful of this. You know how much I really want this. You know, you know, you know better than me. And and you said that you are as I think of you. And I I think that. You can do this. You can solve this, fix this, bring me this, distance me from that. I believe you can do all of that and you're not alive. And so please do these things for me or give me that or distance this or bring me whatever it is. Like try to have that dialogue with Allah as much as you can. And, you know, Allah, he doesn't speak back to us, you know, that we can hear it. But it might be that in front of you, you see things start to open up for you. And it might be that that is Allah's answer. He's showing you that he's there. Um, so, Jazakallah khairan. I'm sure we, you know, we could do a two-hour show, but Vidnila will be back, uh, inshallah. inshallah. The whole team, Vidnila, will be back. Make dua for us, uh, inshallah, that we'll all come back well and happy and smiling and all of those things. <laughs> and, and, Even you know, though if you're going through struggles, keep that smile up. Yes, yes, inshallah. So, Vidnila, uh, just I'll see you soon. Uh, everyone, please Thank continue you, everyone. to tune in. Thank you, everyone.